Welcome to Pitch with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball Friday, January 19th. Because Jared, a light slate on Friday. Um, That's putting you it know, lightly. Hey, yo. Um, we could lament the fact that there aren't 30 games on Friday or 40 games on Friday pulling from, from Saturday. But I mean, I feel like we would be doing that every week. So uh, yeah, it just yeah. kind of is what it is. We're going to have to get used to it. Um, general public service announcement reformulated a little bit. Some of the criteria for grading made the A grade threshold a little bit higher. So thus you will see fewer A grades. That is in an attempt to help us on Saturdays coming up, not have quite so many A grades because we know a lot of people love to play all of those. And and this is something we've been talking about we, for years now. We've known, right? Where we're trying to figure out this kind of the sweet spot of how do we find a good number of plays? We don't want too few. We don't want too many. And, and that's hard to do in college basketball. It's, it's, a, it's one of the biggest challenges I've had uh, in, in trying to figure that out. So uh, we'll have fewer A-grade plays. We have two A-grades on Friday. And both of those are the plays of the day. The play of the day side version and the play of the day total version. We will cover both of those on the extended cut as well as cover uh, the late game, which is uh, UNLV Colorado State. Uh, we'll cover other thoughts we have on other games if you want to see the full version of the show you can do that via dub club the links in the show description you can get a one week free trial hear a little more content see all the projections all the fun stuff because jerry did i forget anything i don't i don't think so um i i was trying to to look at the slate here and we don't have any um ivy league games on Friday, right? Which is so, we, we used to have a lot of those. It seemed like. I mean, I was on here every Friday, and I was great with the Ivy League by by the end. So um, most Friday slates are pretty light. This one might be even a little bit lighter mm. than most. But we still do get action, which yes. is always good for Friday. They typically play Friday Sundays, uh, and more conferences should do this because this is. I mean, I know more about these schools than most of either small schools because they end up more on my TV because these games get lost on Saturday, but they don't get lost on Friday. St. Peter's and Fairfield may be the best game in the Mac here on Friday. It's two of the top teams in the conference. Uh, Fairfield does it by being fairly balanced, just very decent overall on offense and defense. St. Peter's does it all on defense, no offense really to speak of whatsoever. We've got the home team here, Fairfield, at 66% winning two out of three times. Cousin Jared, I mean, to be the main thing uh, that we often talk about here is price sensitivity. And if we can win minus 162 picks two out of every three times, we're going to be making money. That means one out of three they're going to lose. We don't know if that's this one, unfortunately. We do not know uh, what will happen. We cannot predict the future. But this price is pretty good. We like it at minus 162. It's a B grade. Not quite to the A grade threshold, but still a very solid pick, especially on a light slate. Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't play it at minus 220, but minus 162, worth a shot. Cousin Jared, tell us more. So St. Peter's, uh, just you know, before anybody you know throws stones at me here, um, I know that St. Peter's is uh, undefeated in conference, 5-0. Uh, started out the season 1-4. Now nine and five, so just ripped off a, a eight and one run. But I would say that, and I mean clearly they have um, a, a good defense, definitely by Mac Shin standards they have good defense. However, 
of note, Fairfield has been just as as hot. They have won eight of their last nine games um, as well, and so Fairfield has been playing well. As good as that St. Peter's defense is, Fairfield's offense is much better than, than St. Peter's offense. If you look at Fairfield's team, they have, and I mean, this is pretty impressive, I think, Fairfield has six guys averaging at least nine points. Um, St. Peter's has three. Fairfield shoots 36% from three. St. Peter shoots 30. Uh, Fairfield makes 78% of their free throws. St. Peter's makes 74% of their free throws. Fairfield shoots 45% from the floor. St. Peter shoots 40%. You would think, okay, St. Peter's got it has, um, you know, an advantage defensively, but like when you look at, uh, steals, blocks and everything total, it's, it's about the same for both teams. We talked about this a little bit last time, but I just think that offense has, you know, better than defense in college basketball this season. And any way you slice it, Fairfield has the better offense here and they're playing at home. And so uh, St. Peter's, I think, is going to be tough over the long stretch of the conference season. Uh, I think they may still be the favorite. I just think this is a bad matchup uh, for them going up against Fairfield, who has one of the better offenses in the conference. And I think it's good to, good to point out that, right, we're talking about an average game. Anything can happen in one game and, and one team can get hot or not, right? Yeah. Uh, no, what caveat, right? When we're talking about the average game, though, when you flip this, and this is Fearfield at St. Peter's, it's a very different discussion, I think, because you talk about Fearfield's offense being better than St. Peter's, but on the road, St. Peter's, defense, yeah. you're, you're kind of like, well, like that's going to make it a lot tougher. Uh, and, and, and I get, yes, defense travels and St. Peter's defense should travel, but the problem is, is their offense is already questionable to start with. And then on the road, yep, yep. you know, getting worse is going to make that tougher. Um, when, when you, again, when you flip this matchup, the average setup favors St. Peter's a lot more because you say that defense against the better, one of the better offenses in the conference might have a good chance of just shutting them down, playing St. Peter's yep. style of basketball, winning a low scoring grind out game. Uh, but uh, St. Peter's going to have a harder time on the road if they can't generate any offense and that's what we expect again, the typical um, game to look like here. So we'll take Fairfield minus 162 B grade pick um, just ekes into the threshold um, for that. And then moving to another seven o'clock game, Akron and Kent state uh, Akron, the much better team. I think we all know that the only question is the same question that we're always asking here, which is what is a good price to play in any side and and we know Akron's better but they're on the road and how does that balance out the market is treating it like that balances out pretty much so that uh these teams are the same uh that the you know road travel completely offsets Akron's advantages the model doesn't think quite so much that it thinks that it offsets some of their advantages but not all of them it says they win 57 percent of the time that makes Akron minus 115 a B grade pick one that also just eats into it. Even money's your A grade threshold. So I don't know if that'll ever happen. If you could shop around and find it great, but if not, I get on a short slate. Akron still probably worth a play here. They're 13 to four for a reason. Um, winning on the road is not always easy, but I also do think it's a little bit easier to win on the road in these smaller conferences, a little bit less home court edge, a little bit less travel distance, right? You just see not quite mm-hmm. the same extreme situations as you do in some of the the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, some of that, which we'll talk about here uh, momentarily with the Indiana Wisconsin coming up. But uh, Akron, better team by a decent amount, even though they're on the road. We think they can get it done. Minus one fifteen is a pretty reasonable price. Again, model thinks minus one thirty four, so we would not be playing this at minus one forty. 
all about the price here at minus 115. Worth a shot in the long run. If we can win this at 17 time, we're going to be making money. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? Kent State's magic number is 79 points. They have won every game where they have scored 79 points or more. They have lost every game where they have scored less than 79 points. Uh, on the flip side, Akron has given up 79 points, a grand total of twice this season. One of those games assisted by overtime. The other game, they give up exactly 79 points. Um, Akron has a pretty good defense, especially for the MAC. I don't think Kitt State gets to 79 points. Akron wins on the road. There you go. Nice and nice and straightforward. When you look at how these teams have performed to relative to the model expectations, Kent State's offense has actually been a little bit better so far. So the models have been playing catch up with their offense. Uh, however, their defense has actually been more worse, more bad, badder. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's been worse for them on defense than offense. And so uh, Kent State's actually underperformed model expectations this year, mainly because of their defense going the wrong direction from what we thought. Akron's been pretty spot on and off. It's actually a little bit better on defense than we thought. And that's exactly to your point there, that the Akron defense has overperformed even what the model thought. And that has led them to uh, good times there if you're a fan of uh, the zips on the hard court to that 13-4 record. Um, home court not dead. Uh, in, in this regard, we just think that Akron's better than Kent State by enough that this price should be higher. Again, same caveats that I always never know who what's going to happen in one game. But in the long run, this makes for a profitable play, in our opinion, worth firing away on because of that price. You can also lay points on this one because Jared, the model thinks Akron by uh, two-ish. I would not lay more than two. We talk about one is the least common outcome. Uh, in college basketball up until some of the double digit numbers. And so if you were to lay something up to two, I don't think that's crazy. If this gets out of hand, if it doesn't just play the minus 115, no reason not to, uh, just in case you don't want to push it two and, and lose it one if you don't have to. But if this gets out to my Akron minus 130 or something, that'd be an alternate way to look at it yeah. um, if you are so inclined. Which takes us to the Game of the night, or one of the games that the other game might be UNLV and Colorado State. Those are the two more interesting ones, which we will cover that one on the extended cut. Tell you our thoughts on that. Indiana, Wisconsin. Uh, cousin Jared, Indiana's uh, struggling, mm-hmm. to say the least. Not mm-hmm. great times there down the road here for me in uh, Bloomington. Wisconsin looking strong. I think they're playing better now than they were earlier in the season. And now a skeptic is a big 10 skeptic might say it's because they're getting to play the big 10 teams, which is questionable. Just how good this conference is. It's, it's kind of a mess and I don't really know what to make of it. Right. And, and it's look, yeah. looking a little bit like last year where it was like Purdue and then everybody else. And then Purdue even kind of had some wrinkles. So yeah. It, yeah. it's, it's, I'm not sure how strong the conference is. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting discussion. I'm sure some people, you know, might be uh, telling me to preach on or might be riled up by, by what I just said there. But Wisconsin's looking better now than they were earlier. And it's interesting, you see on screen there with the ratings, what we've talked about all season with them, that their offense is actually better than their defense, which is an interesting twist from what we're used to seeing with these Wisconsin yeah. teams who, even when they had efficient offenses, still were better on defense than not. Indiana's not really good anywhere. You just saw in that shellacking they took, at, I mean, at home against Purdue. And obviously Purdue's a good team, but with the home court advantages in the Big Ten, uh, with Purdue's kind of struggles on the road, you know, you'd have thought maybe that was their chance to um, hang around. And, and they had one stretch where they looked competent there in the early part of the second half, but the other 30 minutes of the game, they looked miserable, losing by 21, not even sniffing a cover, even if you got the magic number of 10. When you look at what Indiana's done here, 
they covered against Minnesota at home as favorites. They covered against Ohio State at home in a game they won. But again, we talk about the home court mattering. On the road, um, the only road victory they have on the season was at Michigan. That was back on December 5th. We've talked about Michigan being just an up and down all over the place team at times looking competent, but more times than not, uh, unfortunately not looking very good. Um, Mm -hmm. When you look at the other two road games, Nebraska, they lost by 16 and they were only underdogs by four and a half points. And you could argue at that point, we didn't quite realize Nebraska was as good as they are maybe, but they were underdog by four and a half. They lost by 16. That's not good. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Caveat aside of, how the game played out in third point shoot, blah, blah. It's still not good. Rutgers, they were underdog by four and they lost that by nine. So you're seeing Indiana play out on the road for the most part as a disappointing team, um, which again is no different than most of the whole conference. And Wisconsin, when you look at it, it's kind of the same thing. They, um, you know, lost at Penn State. Um, they did get the road win at Ohio State, but um, where they've done really well is their three home games. They were favored by seven over Northwestern, one by eight. They were favored by five and a half over Nebraska, one by 16. They were favored by five and a half over Iowa, one by 11. I mean, you're seeing the normal home road thing play out with these two teams. Doesn't mean it happens here. We're going to lay it with 11. It's a C grade. What does that mean? Well, it means we think Wisconsin's by an average of 13, but when you get out to the teens, a lot of things can happen. It's not one that we want to put a ton of money on because there's extra variability here, mm-hmm. but in general, home teams in the Big Ten, you just kind of got to roll with it. It won't win every time, but if you've been doing that all season, you've been making a lot of money. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts on this Big Ten Friday night matchup? It's funny how in the, the previous two games that we talked about, in the the MAC or the MAC, Indiana would be like, these are these teams are amazing. Look at that. The 83rd rated defense in the country, the 107th rated offense relative to the competition. These guys are amazing. Uh, problem is Indiana's in the Big Ten. And relative to the competition, um, not great, Bob. Um, so that's, that's basically it. I like what I've seen from Wisconsin. We've talked a lot about um, – how the home teams are having a big advantage in conference. Wisconsin, one of the only teams that hasn't lost multiple games on the road in Big Ten play already. I know they're at home here, but I think that says something about your intestinal fortitude. Mm-hmm. Just because if you're doing something that no other team in the conference can do at this point, I'm, I'm pretty impressed by that. So um, I think Wisconsin is probably a, a better team than they're getting credit for at home against Indiana, who does not have any discernible – strengths uh i think they take care of business and and win by about let's say 15. when you look at wisconsin overall right they lost to tennessee early on in the season at home not really anything to to stress about they lost at providence uh who was healthy at the time and providence can be a tough place to play you can kind of write that one off they beat virginia on a neutral site virginia has been really up and down but 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 not bad they beat marquette and that was a fantastic win they won at michigan state they were getting way too much respect against arizona we laid the lumber with arizona and got the win on that one bigger road game but i mean losing at arizona um, a bunch of teams in the almost every team in the country would lose at arizona right now and new york how many would lose by 25 but i mean arizona's just really good yeah just wipe that wipe that out uh since then um they've really taken care of business they covered against chicago state and that's kind of impressive in my opinion because chicago state plays hard in these big numbers and they play to the very end. Like the Chicago State gets a lot of backdoor covers. Yeah. Uh, kind of goes to what you said about their intestinal fortitude, right? Uh, and then they won and covered 
um, their next four conferences. They, they were not only uh, 5-0 and in conference entering that Penn State game, they were 5-0 and against the spread in conference. Mm. Uh, things went south for them at Penn State. It's a road game, right? No big deal. Yeah. They're at home here. Um, obviously, the biggest fear with this is they only win by like 8, 9, 10, something like that. And that's why 11 is only a C grade. 10 gets you to a B if it ever gets there right now. It, you know, it's it's 11 pretty much across the board everywhere I see. It's a FanDuel, which, of course, never has whole numbers. It always have halves. Um, but otherwise, I see 11 across the board right now. So you're still a full point away from a B grade. You know, A grade would be well below that. Probably something that will never happen. So um, like Wisconsin, don't want to get too invested in some of these big spreads, though. But with a light slate, you like that play. Yep. Um, and again, here is your cheat sheet, the thing you can access on Dub Club and you get all this for uh, a free one-week trial. Check it out. See all the ranks, all the grades, all the projections, all the team totals. You see the team totals right there if you're a team total type better. Um, if you're a totals better on this one, of course, you can see right through the model projects 146.7. So you can see that again for every single game, every single day over on Dub Club. Otherwise, Cousin Jerry, that is the recap of the free show picks. We've got more coming on the extended cut. If you want to join us over there, that link to get you the free trial for Dub Club will get you there. Otherwise, do you have any parting words, Cousin Jared? It's 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 a light slate, but you know, this is just wetting the appetite for Saturday <laughs> when there's going to be a gazillion games. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, over on Dub Club, you can also get all the NFL picks. Uh, where we've been tearing it up four more NFL games this weekend. So lots of reasons to check that out. See if you like it. If you enjoy the content, we're helping you make money. You want to support us. We really appreciate all the support you provide. Otherwise we got updated outro slides. I've kind of realized there are certain things that I probably should be saying on a daily basis, but I forget. And so I tried to put all those into this new set of slides just to remind us of our principles here so that we're all on the same page with how we're viewing uh, the sports betting world. Uh, a lot of general reminders that, you know, nobody's able to predict what will happen. And so we're always talking about prices and numbers. And that's the key thing here. Try to do that today. Uh, check out the updated outro slides if you have the time. And again, if you're with us on Dub Club, we'll see you on the other side of the clip. <laughs>